This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Happy Friday, one and all. Welcome to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. Eddie Gross and Aaron Hawksworth here with you. Joe has the day off, but we are here with you from 9 to noon Eastern on the BetQL Network. Listen to the show on the Odyssey app. Watch the show on twitch.tv slash BetQL on YouTube. And follow us on X at BetQL Daily. Joining us on the program today, John Daigle offers up his favorite prop plays as he does each and every Friday. And then at 11 o'clock Eastern time, Aaron Schatz of FTN gives us invaluable insights for the NFL awards markets. Before we get to the week 18 card, and we've got a ton to get to as far as that's concerned, Aaron, I'm curious, because this is the final week of the regular season, we get to see how we did with our season-long prop plays and division plays and things like that. Is there one thing or maybe a couple of bets, anything of the sort that really stands out as far as what you might be sweating the most heading into this final stretch? I don't think I'm sweating any season long bets. Um, one thing that I talked a lot about uh, heading into the season was betting unders and, you know, season long mm-hmm. prop unders. I think we can all obviously see the path, you know, uh, someone gets injured, <laughs> someone gets benched, like, and you typically get more value on that as well. Um, so Mac Jones under and Russell Wilson unders, those are two that, um, I bet more than normal on, and uh, I cannot wait to see the deposit come in to my account. Like those should have cashed weeks ago, and uh, I cannot wait. It's going to be a good time. So I think next, I'm going to do this every year. Is okay. Uh-huh. Which quarterbacks are going to get benched, or which numbers seem off? Like if the season long passing prop is lower or similar to what the quarterback did the year before. Okay, he's probably going to miss at least two to three games. There's a chance this dude could also get benched. Let's go, you know. I was also thinking about it for next year. Like, Uh Derrick Henry and that Titans offensive line is awful. Like, I'm curious Mm -hmm. to see what where he ends up because with a better offensive line, I don't know if he is cooked, you know, maybe a lot of this has to do with how bad the O line is and maybe given a fresh start, a clean slate. I know he's getting older and he's got a lot of miles on him, but maybe that's a guy that could have more production next year on a different team with a better offensive line. I think that makes a lot of sense. And not to mention that like for season long prop plays for Henry, wherever he ends up, that will be interesting, but also too, like he gets better over the course of a season. And I think that dynamic doesn't change no matter where he ends up. And so maybe I don't necessarily do a season long prop play for him, but I will definitely be backing him. Say like once we get to those October games, November games, when just about everyone else is assuming that he's cooked. I don't want to go that far just yet. And maybe that's kind of the play where I I don't forget exactly what he's all about. 
I think I'm just curious to see what the number is because if people are like, oh, he's old, I'm going to hit the under, right. he's not going to, you know, go over this. And then all of a sudden he's playing on a great offensive line and everyone's like, oh, wow, Derrick Henry's back, you know? So that's one I might keep my eye out on, but it may just be a pass too because it is tough with running backs. I mean, that was the story yeah. last offseason. Nobody wanted any of these guys. Saquon <laughs> could be on a different team, it sounds like. So, uh once again, we'll see how much love the running backs get. Dalvin Cook is on a new team now, and we're about to get to the playoffs. Like, this is just going to be happening for a little while now until, like, something gets restructured specifically for that position. Uh, Paul, what do you have as far as some things that you're going to be sweating for Week 18? So I'll throw these out and see which ones you guys feel good or terrible about so we'll just stay away from awards we'll just do we've got josh allen sacks leader at 26 to 1 he is a half sack yeah, back uh tj watt obviously in the mix uh on saturday um i think trey hendrickson is there as well so he's a half sack back of those two guys dolphins afc east at three to one as placed before the season but i'm invested on the bills in the playoffs so kind of torn there could i guess go either way and then uh will anderson defensive rookie of the year i don't have a ton of hope for that so that is an award and then oh the jags afc south so we'll see oh. how those all shake out <laughs> i i actually am rooting for you this morning i'm coming around on Thanks. the jags i think with with so much on the line uh Trevor Lawrence, he's been battling injuries for a while, like a lot of injuries, and he's not playing the same. It's been tough for him, but I think he'll be out there um, with so much on the line. I just think he will, even though it's not going to be good Trevor Lawrence, probably. I, I think he finds a way to, to get the win. I also have I, that Josh Allen yeah. sacks leader ticket. So definitely we're in Sapato there. I think Joe does as well. I think all three of us uh, took a flyer on that one. So that one makes a whole lot of sense. The Jaguars, we'll talk about it when we preview that game against the Titans, but that one mm -hmm. feels odd to me. So I don't know. And as far as the Dolphins go, look, I mentioned this yesterday, and we'll get to it once, once we uh, preview the Bills and the Dolphins, but I think Miami does have a chance in this one. I don't know if it's an outstanding chance and it is something where the spread of three can be a little misleading as far as how good a team is, uh, say in that particular matchup. But I don't think any of your bets that you're bringing up are things where I'm awfully pessimistic. I think all of them do have a chance of hitting. Yeah. I'm, I'm considering like, do I want to, I mean, I missed the number. We'll talk about this Titans down to plus three and a half, but do I play both sides and try and double dip? Like I've already got the Jags Ooh. future, but maybe the Titans keep it within a field goal. So like, that's always something I look at doing. Uh, so yeah, but it'll be an exciting weekend. And I will say I have so many bets on this Ravens game that I did not expect to have. So excited to talk <laughs> about it. that one. <laughs> Really, yeah. really quick on the double dipping. I mean, if you didn't double dip and get in on Flacco for comeback, why would you do it now? With a well, that's scenario? a either win or lose. Well, you can set yourself up to win regardless, and that's a good point. I was just, and I, I probably won't at this point. Um, yeah, no, that's a fair point. I was just thinking, like, if you can, especially at the five and a half, if you can give yourself that kind of runway and still win a, you know, all you need is the Jaguars Something. to win. Yeah, yeah. you have a little bit more leeway as opposed to like, all right, I'm going to cut into my profit for this to make sure that I hedge with this guy or whatever. I'd say it's not quite hedging. 
Because mm-hmm. is that called middling then? Or... Yeah, it would be more than middle yeah. than a hedge. So yeah. what about the, yeah, the Vrabel uh, narrative does scare me in that situation too. So I could, I could see where that would be a tough, definitely a sweat. <laughs> yeah, for sure. It's a sweaty sure. weekend. Yeah, right. Exactly. For all of us. Uh, okay. So let's get to the week 18 card and folks do not party hard Friday night. Do not rage because you need to be awake and ready and raring to go for Mason Rudolph versus Tyler Huntley. The Steelers are three and a half point favorites on the road with a total of 35. Aaron, how are you playing? One of my favorite plays. I love the Ravens in this spot. Uh, I know we talked about the different scenarios, but I do think John Harbaugh and the history and the rivalry that they have with the Steelers, any chance they can get to eliminate them. Tomlin never had a losing season, and he somehow has his team in position to avoid it again. It's crazy. Uh, But I just think Tyler Huntley is a pretty good uh, backup quarterback. We obviously have seen him quite a bit last year and I trust him he fits the system well I don't think it's you know a huge change in terms of learning the offense and like oh you've got a totally different quarterback like he's very similar in terms of what Lamar does so I like this um I think you're getting value on the Ravens it's one of my favorite picks I'm going to split the difference here in that on the one hand, I can see the Ravens losing this game and I can also see Pittsburgh covering the number. And at the same time, I do like Tyler Huntley a lot. I think as far as backup quarterback situations go, I think the Ravens are in one of the better spots in the NFL. So I wonder if like Huntley props might be the angle I take sort of taking in your wisdom when it comes to, yes, the Ravens are going to try hard and they are going to play well in a game like this. And I believe that they will. It's just that I can see the motivation for the Ravens losing. And this has kind of been living rent free in my head for a little while now. If the Ravens have an opportunity to get the bills out of the playoffs and that's one fewer dangerous team that you have to worry about, then I wonder if they find some way to do that while still making sure everybody's completely healthy, that they're still playing well. The quality of football is good. You are building some momentum despite having a week off next week. I wonder if that's kind of how I want to look at this. The other thing that's going to be really interesting here, Aaron, is the weather could be a bit of a concern. We could get wind gusts of 25 to 30 miles per hour in this one. So both rushing attacks uh, might be used a little bit more often than we would normally see from both offenses. But as far as Huntley goes, his passing prop is at 165 and a half. Assuming the weather isn't horrible, and I might, you know, go a little bit closer to kickoff, but if that's where the number is, I love the over in that spot. You're talking about someone who has a low sack rate since 2018 and a low pressure to sack rate at 19.4% and is roughly in the middle of the pack among all qualified quarterbacks. But for a backup, I think that's really good. Paul, did you I'm have on, anything? Yeah, I'm on. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I I will play. I have placed a bet on the Ravens plus three and a half, but Huntley is what I have circled. Over 165 mm-hmm. and a half. And, like, you could even do 200 plus at plus 235, 225 plus at plus 550. Now, I might get away from those if the wins are looking the way, that, Ed, that you said they're, they're looking. If we get there, there are some juicy numbers at, like, very attainable numbers and numbers – He's, you know, he went over 225 at, in a playoff game last year. Uh, so Huntley's yeah. definitely been here before. He's been in the system before. And then the other thing, I, I guess we got to wait till closer to kickoff. But, like, 
how much does Isaiah likely play? Because you can't afford to lose that guy. Is like Charlie right. Kolar coming into his best Isaiah likely impression and get a seven to one touchdown? Are we looking at Melvin Gordon, Laquan Treadwell, Nelson Aguilar? Like those are kind of some of the names I have written down for Ravens backups. Correlated to that, I was just trying to find it because I know we did not get to this one during our incentive segment yesterday, but Odell needs five receptions to get 250K. He's had five receptions twice this season. It's a pretty big ask, but if you like Huntley in the passing game, maybe he will be looking towards Odell. However, does Odell need the money that bad? I don't know how much 250K means to Odell every penny counts every penny you gotta pinch those pennies in this economy right although economic factors have been okay uh but here's the thing though like you're talking about that being a a potential reason why Huntley could go over or Odell Beckham props could go over like he's not the Deacon Dunk receiver he's someone you can rely upon with intermediate throws and deep throws and so if there is that motivation for Odell to get his by everybody else in the locker room then he's going to do it swimmingly, right? Like with 60 yards, 70 yards, 80 yards, something like that. That's one chunk of Huntley's passing prop right there. Everything else is going to the likelies of the world and all of these backup receivers. So I think there are probably a couple of ways to play it, maybe in terms of like secondary and third order outcomes, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I agree. With yeah, you. I'll be looking at, at backups. And then with the Steelers, like they're going all out. I just... Is it? Are we doing the Jalen Warren thing again, which he finally actually did last week, but like over 41 and a half or like, like Najee's been dealing with a knee, but like they handed it off to him 27 times for 122 against the Seahawks. Ravens run defense actually hasn't been great recently. Do they just feed him? So I, I actually just don't really know where to go on the Steelers side. So is anyone else betting a side besides me in this one? I'm on. The, I, I bet the Ravens. I bet the Ravens okay. plus three and a half. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ed? I, I am not. I, I am not. I, I will skip that part. Okay. Yeah, I'm passing, but I'm still finding ways to believe that the Ravens will do something good in this game. But it, maybe like a first half play makes sense. And then they, you know, put in, you know, third string guys, fourth string guys. Maybe that's how this plays out. But even then, Huntley could still go over his passing prop. So that, that's kind of where I am in all of this. Uh, how about we quickly get to uh, Texans and Colts? And certainly we can, uh, you know, turn this into uh, the next segment if they're if we need to but Texans one point favorites here against the Colts total 47 and a half and certainly there's a lot of chatter leading up into this game from CJ Stroud from Gardner Minshew so how about we go ahead and hear from them to preview this one riveting words from CJ Stroud and yeah no, I think that's it man I think uh Shane put it great you know we have to have our best week of preparation this week I think that's one of the things that you know, when we prepare the right way, we go out and perform the right way. Um, I think everybody's locked in on what we got to do to do it. Um, and I think everybody's excited for it. Yeah, you got to just got to keep it. It is what it is. Like, you don't want to make it too high. You don't want to make it too low. It's just a regular game since I told my teammates earlier. Like, it's the same game we've been playing since we've been young, you know. So nothing changes. Aaron, first initial thoughts on this game quickly. Love the Texans. Can't wait to talk about it. I think C.J. Stroud solidifies Rookie of the Year in this one. Good stuff. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. We'll continue that conversation between the Texans and the Colts and talk about if the Jaguars can actually clinch the AFC South. That's coming up right here on the BetQL Network.